This is Review and Preview on The Wave, the sound of LIU. Good evening and welcome to Review and Preview, folks. I'm your host, James Montefusco, joined alongside Fonz DeFalco. You can tune into our show tonight, 8 to 10 p.m. on liuwave.org. Follow us on anchor.fm slash review and preview. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Any questions, comments, or concerns, 516-299-2030. Our lines are open for. Um, so we will be going over some Jets, Giants, World Series, Quick Picks, NFL News, NHL if there's time. Then we got some NBA as well. Yep. Um, so it's me and Fonz be here tonight. Fonz is behind the board. First time in a long time. So he, I am in good company here. Fonz, if you got any questions, comments, let me know. I definitely will. Um, so as you know, we did do a time change um, with conflicting schedules of everybody's on the show. We just had to move the show up. Um, I will announce this later on during the sh- uh, towards the end of the show that we will be off next week, and then we will be back November fifteenth, which is a Friday. I believe Kyle Russo will be joining us for yes. that. Yes, he will be so here. So we will have a crew, a full crew. Then, alrighty, guys. Let's not wait any further. Let's go over this World Series. I do know that you guys probably touched upon touched upon it a little bit prior. Yes. Um, last week, but since they did go to Game Seven, let's recap. Yep. Alrighty. So as you know, it's Houston and the Nets. Um, some people didn't see the Nationals making it this far. I did not see that of myself. But listen, they. They got this far, right? Yeah, no, I had the I actually had the Nationals in a sweep after that 2-0 start. It's kind of crazy how it's um all the away away teams have won the games. Yep, it's and really I'm really crazy. I'm glad you brought that up because with away game with with Fonz was just saying away teams in this World Series have won the games. So by the World Series going back to Houston the Nationals won last uh, last night. Yeah, and they've won the two games. It's a, really, it's weird because so, it's kind of an advantage Nationals if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, in some weird way, mm-hmm. the way this World Series has played out, it's advantage Nationals. But let's recap game one. Um, the Nats win 5-4. Scherzer goes five innings, five hits, seven Ks. Um, Doolittle with the save. Juan Soto. Um, he is... Or Juan Solo... Yeah, that, uh, that's uh, that, that was a joke Kyle did last week. He wants that he he tries to keep in. This is one little joke he throws in the script every once in a while. So I, I like shout it. Out, shout out to you, Kyle, for that yeah. one. Um, joke gets three RBIs and a home run. Zimmerman a home run. Cole he does seven innings, six Ks, eight hits, um, five runs. He gets the L. Springer with a home run and two RBIs. So definitely a close, contite con- con- mm-hmm. game. Um, Scherzer on, only went five innings, um, but was still able to come out with a W. Uh, game two, the Nats win again. Um, again, they were both two road wins. Mm-hmm. Um, Nats win 12-3. Strasburg, six innings, seven hits, seven Ks. 
Uh, Nats score six runs in the top of the seventh. Eaton, Taylor, and Suzuki all hit home runs. Um, so Nats come in clutch in the seventh and build a nice lead for themselves. Um, Verlander goes six innings with six K, seven hits. Uh, he gets the L. Um, and then some other guys. Houston, 17 run allowed within the first two World Series games. So that's kind of alarming. Yeah, when you have that that pitching trio over there of Granky, Garrett Cole, Verlander. Yes. That's something you don't see with those type of runs you allow, especially two home games. I know we talked about it last week, but we just it's still mind-boggling to me what's been going on with the Astros pitching staff, or pitching rotation, excuse me. Yeah, considering we figured they have probably one of the best pitching staff in the postseason, mm-hmm. they should be lights out like they did kind of against the Yankees. Um, and then they really should have been lights. I mean, you, you have your two first of the World Series games at home. Yeah. You figured you at least take one of the two. Yeah. I mean, it would be lovely to take both. Yeah. But at the same sometimes, time. Sometimes it's a, a bad throw here and there. but Exactly. Especially with 12 runs in the second game. That's just yeah. crazy. And still. that all came in at the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, six runs were scored within the seventh, in- seventh inning. So that's kind of that's an alarming um, so, we fly out to the Washington's yeah. stadium yeah. Um, for Game Three. Astros win four-one. Granky goes four and two-thirds innings. He allows seven hits with six Ks. Josh James gets the W. Um, I mean, it was a four-one game. Sanchez went five five and uh, one inning with four Ks. Victory Robles had an RBI. Victor Robles had an RBI. Um, definitely not the high power scoring game. But this is the game the Astros wanted. Yes, with that pitching with Granky on the mound, you know. Yes. So this game three, as we come down to four, five, six, and tonight game seven, um, kind of puts. Game three kind of turns the tides, in some, in a sense, uh, where Houston then comes up th- up three two going back to Houston, um, so they get the first road win of their um, series. Uh, game four, they go then to the at the Astros win eight one. Um, I mean, Fon, do you want to recap game four? Yeah, no, yeah, so like James said, the Astros won. Uh, Jose Riquidi with five innings pitch, two hits, five strikeouts. Bregman and Trinos each had a home run in that game. Bregman had a grand slam at the top of the seventh, so Bregman had a big game there. Patrick Corbin, six innings pitch, allowed seven hits, uh, four of them scored. Uh, allowed that one home run and five strikeouts, so he gets the loss. But Juan Soto, or Juan Solo, Kyle's boy now, <laughs> Uh, had an RBI, yeah. This is kind of what the Astros wanted. This is now yeah. you get to the point now where it's like, all right, we're clearly the the better team on paper. You know, we have the better pitching rotation. This is what we got to do. So this is now the momentum's back in Houston's favor. Yes, especially. And Tom said this uh, last week. Three away games. Tom said they had to at least win one, two. Yeah, if they had to, like clearly they had to win. They had to win two. Actually, he said two. Yes, and. Tom was right there at that point, too. And then, you know, we go to game five. You want me to 
talk about game five unless you have anything on game four. I just want to go back to game four real yeah. fast. Game four, you're now at that point sitting two, two and two. Mm-hmm. So going into game five, both teams are like, well, if we win, we're up a game. Mm-hmm. And everybody's thinking back, thinking, well, if Houston's up a game, they go home. If the Nationals go up a game, they're on the road. So by just even by looking at one and two, the Nationals were probably like, hmm, even if we lose, we go on the road and the two road and the two wins of one and two came on the road. So in a sense, it's like maybe luck or not from the Nationals, but Fonz, why don't you do game five as well? Yeah, so game five. Another road victory. Astros win the seven to one. Garrett Cole looking like the pitcher we, the Cy Young candidate, our favorite probably, uh, no doubt in the AL. Seven innings pitched, allowed three hits, one home run, but nine strikeouts, so he gets the win. Springer, Alvarez, and Correa each had a home run, so they brought the bats in, which is what they needed. Uh, Joe Ross, who started uh, for the Nationals, five innings pitched, five hits allowed, only one strikeout, so he gets the loss. But Juan Soto had a home run, so you know, yes, they lost, but they kind of have a. You, you kind of notice it now at that point. All right, they got something, though, with this Juan Soto kid. Yeah, he, from game one, or Juan Solo, as Kyle Russo likes to call him, um, he's been almost the star of the World Series for the Nationals. Yeah, so, oh, no doubt. There's no By doubt reading that. off the first four, now five games, I believe he's come up and he came in game one. Uh, I'm just trying to look on what other games he came up in, but I'm sure he came up in two, three, or four. Yeah, he's been mentioned so far in three of the games so far. Yeah, so in a case to pull an MVP candidate out of the World Series during the World, he could be potentially one of them. Oh, yeah, definitely, you know, Nationals win, obviously. Then I would definitely give it the credit to Soto there for what he's been able to do. Um, So then... After Game Five, Nat, uh, Astros up uh, three to two. Um, so then everybody flies off to Houston. Um, and Game Six, Nats win seven to two. Last night's game, actually. Yeah. I I watched pretty much most of it. Strasburg, eight innings he went. No. He looked lights out once he got on the mound. Yeah. He he had one home run. He gets the win. Randone, Eaton, Soto again. Yeah. <laughs> Each had home runs. Randone had five RBIs. Randone is another person that you could potentially put for the MVL, Dude, MVP candidate for the World Series. Between them, you can throw Strasburg in there too. So yeah. you, there's a lot of – really, you can't go with a wrong answer here. No. Um, so you could put him in. Verlander only goes five innings. He, he gets the out. He doesn't look good, yeah. In my opinion, you would think all right. You're putting him him out. The first inning, I think he did 17 pitches or something. Yeah. And then it wasn't a one, two, three inning. There yeah. was there seemed to be a a case where it had two, three, four different runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an FYI, the game just started. Uh, it is top of the first. In Houston, we will keep you updated yes, on the we game. Will. Um, throughout the show, we will uh, definitely go back and forth um, as needed. But Verl- Verlander sets MLB record for most World Series starts 
without recording a win. Which is crazy because, you know, for us uh, growing up, who was, like, one of the better pitchers in the league? Verlander would definitely be in that conversation. Yeah. And it's it's like with the it's like the Kershaw effect for me because like Kershaw <laughs> is a very good pitcher. Yes. Can't do it in the postseason. Verlander is good in the postseason, but then the World Series it just we don't know. Like I don't know. It's very weird to see that, especially one of the better pitchers we've seen in our generation. Yeah, sometimes it comes on for certain guys. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you played a sport in college. Mm-hmm. I didn't play a sport in college, but I played in high school. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what time of year it is or the season. Either you get really cold or you get really hot. Yeah. And it seems like every time Verlander's in the World Series, he's just ice cold. Like yeah. he, like not ice cold where he can't pitch, but yeah. where he can't get the W. Yeah. Like he can do. He he gets there and then he just runs out of gas. I don't. It, yeah. And it's not like, it's not like he's getting like destroyed though in the World Series. I mean, there's some games he is, but there's games where it's like a a close one, you know, like yeah. maybe, and then he has like a bad inning or two, but. It, that bad inning or two hurt cost them the game yeah. yeah and Stroudsburg i mean having him on the mound going eight and only allowing only giving up two runs mm-hmm. for him one you know i feel like that's a norm as a met fan you really can't get past him yeah. on some on some days um so the nats win series get tied up 3-3 three, three. yeah um, it is now moved into the bottom of the first um, with the Astros coming up to bat. Um, so to kind of, the game did start at about a few minutes ago, but to kind of get us into that game, it's Scherzer versus Granke. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's a good game seven it's, matchup. Yes. Um, and earlier in the week, Scherzer was skipped because I believe he had neck Neck back spasms around Spasm. Yeah. Um, and they gave him a cortisone shot. Mm-hmm. I believe at one point during the week, he told either his coach or reporters that he wasn't able to get up and change himself. That's yeah. how much pain he was in. Yeah, that's very, you know, not even looking at sports, but that's very scary to even think yes. about. Um, so then to see him yesterday on flat ground throwing, and then we actually saw him last night at a certain point in the bullpen throwing. Yeah. So I was like, well, is he going to come in? Yeah, it was a situation where they needed, but luckily, yeah, they didn't. Need they it. didn't, and the Nats head coach didn't want to take the risk of bringing him in. Mm-hmm. Tony heard him today. It's Granky on the mound. Um, a good matchup. You know, Granky is a good pitcher, um, but at moments, you it, know, it gets it gets a little. You're not sure. Yeah, very questionable. So, pretty much what this comes down to is. The road team has almost this advantage, which you never hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, does that mean the Nationals will win tonight, or does the home team actually come out with a W? Yeah. And take it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm liking the Nationals right now because of the momentum, and then you see Juan Soto, you know, being coming a star. Yes, at the right time. Uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Rendon, another guy who's been very good for them. So I, and then of course you have the veteran and Zimmerman also, and I just I think the advantage goes to them because of how the series has been going. Yeah, but you know it does. I think you know I hate to say it, but I think it's better to have Granky on the mound as of now than Verlander because of this. Yeah, and I hate to say it because if it was any other game, I would have picked Verlander, but. I guess the scenario with the World Series that you got to go with the one that you know has been a little bit better in that situation. No, for for sure. I mean, 
earlier in this season, I believe they said May 12th, the Nats were like 12 games under 500. Mm-hmm. They turn it around. They come back. They win against the wild card. And they just continue that hot hand. Um, I mean, hats off to them to make it this far. Hats off to Houston of fighting off the Yankees. Um, I was talking to a few people and thought, well, the Nationals are doing what the Mets did when they made it to the World Series. Yeah. Because they swept. Yeah. And they sat for at least maybe 10 days and they lost. Yeah. They had a good, like, beginning of the World Series, like a good, fast paced, hot yeah. start. Just crashed. Exactly. So, Nationals definitely aren't following those footsteps whatsoever. So far. I mean, yeah. what if the Astros win? Then, you know, you guys, you believe in uh, the, the theory about that this is just like the 2015 Mets run. Yeah. Um, but listen, I'm looking forward to tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in progress. It's still 0 0. No outs, bottom of the first. Um, Springer is up at bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking for a close contested game. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are going to be many runs scored in this game. Mm-hmm. I think it will probably almost come down to the final outs. Yeah. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I would love it to go into extras. Mm-hmm. That way we can go home and like watch the end of it. Yeah. Um, but Fonz, what's your opinion? Like, do do you see it going to extras? Do you see it doing, um, you know, a tightly contested matchup, or do you see it more like, like once wild, home runs start yeah. hitting, they're going to continue? No, I think this is because you know, game seven is different. Any sport can be, you know, the NBA, MLB, you know, even like a one game series in the playoffs. It, it changes. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be different. I don't think it's going to be like a twelve three eight one score. Uh, you know, Barry Oak could be like a 4-3 score or something. I think it's going to come down to, like you said, the final two innings. You know, you need one out. Um, maybe say someone's on base and, you know, uh, you need two runs to, to win the game. Something like that. I think it definitely will come down to the eighth or ninth inning. It should be. It's going to be an exciting one. Uh, hopefully, maybe we can catch the end of it. Or maybe we'll just see a highlight or two. But game seven, it's the best, one of the best two words in sports, I believe. Yes. So whenever you hear game seven... For sports fans, you're jumping on that TV. Or you're, you're jumping on something that you can watch the game. Yeah. Um, right now it is bottom of first one out. Yeah. Um, so still 0-0. Zero, zero. Fonz, any quick last points on the – oh, wait. I do have a quick point for the World Series. Yes. Did you see there is now a Bud Light shirt made of the guy that was holding his – the two I saw, beers. <laughs> I saw that. And then they made a commercial over it. No, they did already. Hold on. Yeah. It aired last night. Isn't the isn't the world of social media crazy? Yeah. You literally, in, you can become famous overnight you, by doing something on accident. Just walking down, holding, you know, two drinks in hand. Mm-hmm. Ball hits you in the chest. You still wind up with the home run ball. Yeah, and you get money out of this you whole thing. You get money out of it because you're on a TV. You know, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it would be. Uh, it would hurt at first with the getting a ball like that. It but would, then you're like, oh, wait. I can get a lot of opportunities off this. I think I can make millions off of this. Yeah, that, this is gonna that doesn't hurt as much. All righty. So on that note, uh, with the um, end of the World Series, we are going to step aside. Still bottom first, two outs, nobody on, um, and we will be right back. 
You're listening to Reeve and Preview here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. Good evening, and welcome to Review and Preview, folks. I'm your host, James Montefusco, joined alongside Fonz DeFalco behind the board tonight. Fonz, that was a very good first break. Very that, solid. That one promo, though, did get me. Yeah, it did. <laughs> the people that listen, if you heard that, uh, we fell for that. Kyle didn't tell us. Tell me and Tom, <laughs> we thought like we messed up the system. We were like, oh, no, what's going on here? So, that that honestly, that, that was pretty comical. Um <laughs> So World Series down of our show. We will definitely keep you guys updated throughout the remainder of the show. But we do have to move on, um, unfortunately. We, uh, we can't talk about the World Series forever. Um, but let's move on to the New York Giants. All right. So these New York Giants played the Lions. The Lions beat the Giants 31-26. Um, Lions, Stafford... 25 for 32, 342 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception that went to Jack Rabbit. Um, that was a clean interception. Mm-hmm. Um, Carson, he had 12 attempts, 34 rushing yards. Galladay, six receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. He definitely lit up our secondary. Yeah, and Galladay's looked really nice this season, yes. too. So it's nothing really to – been a very good receiver this year. Along with Amendola – as well, he had eight receptions for 95 yards. Um, so those two wideouts, you know, I, I would love to have them on the Giants. Yeah, right. personally, <laughs> um, especially Galladay. He's a he's a younger uh, younger option there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Hall one reception, 49 yards. He had a TD. Flowers had two sacks and a forced fumble. Um, so and then Davis had a sack, a forced fumble, and pass deflection. So between Flowers and Davis, they have been getting to. The quarterback, that would be three t- sacks in total. Um, they look like a complete team on plays, which is something that a the Lions, in my eyes, I didn't think were going to get there yeah. this season. Um, as I pull up their standings, I believe they are 3-3 three and three on the season. I could be wrong. Let me double-check. That. I think there's a tie in there too. I believe because they did play. I think the Cardinals in Week One. And there was a tie yes, involved in that one. Exactly. So. Thank you, Fon. So they are three, three, and one for a tie. Still competitive in the NFC North. Yes. No, that NFC North. Uh, since you did bring it up, um, we got Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, and Bears. Uh, Green Bay is at seven one. Minnesota six and two. Detroit three, three and one. And the Bears are three and four. Uh, but let's get back to this game. Um, their two type top wideouts can expose this giant secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, this also shows that um, our offensive line needs much improvement. A lot of um, improvement. We thought it was solidified, but they have been getting to Jones rather easily, mm-hmm. some of these teams. Um, but listen, for the line, for it to be 31-26, it's not terrible. No. But it's definitely... It's definitely frustrating mm-hmm. as a Giant fan because ty- if you walked into this, should we have won this game? Probably. Did we? know There were other games throughout this season that we should have won, mm-hmm. um, which we didn't. So it's it's kind of frustrating on that end. But listen, 
Daniel Jones is a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. He'll get back to it. So um, let's actually bring up the Giants, which are now sitting at 2-6, and six, third in the NFC East as Dallas and the Eagles fight for first place uh, between Dallas 4-3 and three and Eagles 4-4. Four and four. Um, and the Redskins are just 1-7. and seven. They aren't even part of the NFC East, in my opinion, this year. Um, I mean, they're no better than the Giants, besides they got to win. Yeah. I, I mean, we got two run- wins over them. Uh, the biggest thing I have saw over this Giants game, well, one of the biggest things is turnover on downs. Yeah, they had that two was of big. them. So when you do turn it over on downs, no matter what, you, in some sense you're giving up points to – the Lions, mm-hmm. because depending on where you're on the field, they could, if they get a three and out, they can probably fi- kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Or if they're in the mid- middle of the field, they get three and out, they're putting you probably at the 15 or less yard line. Um, so that's definitely kind of, in my eyes, something of concern in a sense, since um, y- y- you don't like to do too two turnovers on down throughout yeah. the game. I understand, say, if it's the fourth quarter, you're trying to go for it. Yeah. But it was, I, I believe it was early in the these game. early in the game. Yeah. I get. The, I, I like the aggressive play call, but you got to know, all right, what am I doing on these turnovers? Yes. Like, what am I doing on this fourth down? Is it going wor- to work more than not work? You yeah. Know, is it going to be beneficial to the team, or is it just going to hurt and put our defense out there longer than we need mm-hmm. to? Um, Jones went for 28 of 41 with 330. 22 yards with four TDs, um, four attempts, and 13 rushing yards. So, Daniel Jones, there's no question that he has an arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Very, very. I've been very impressed to see what um, he's able to do right away. So, he's able to throw the ball, I think, almost every game it's been about 300 yards, if that. If not. I think the Cardinals game might have been the only one. Yeah. I think it might have under it, but under, the condition. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. But um, Four touchdowns. So, we definitely know he can throw touchdowns. Yeah, he can sling it. Yeah, um, that's why some people call him Danny Dimes. Um, but he also has had some interceptions, yeah. and for some reason he can't hold on to the ball either too much yeah. when he gets hit. So that's that's something of a concern. He's a young quarterback. I yeah, get. I get the concern, but then again, I'm looking like oh, he's a rookie. Yeah. It could. It, it happens. It know? happens. It happens to any new quarterback, especially jumping from college to the NFL. Yeah. So hopefully um, he's able to turn it around um, halfway through the season. Barkley went 19 attempts, 64 rushing yards, 8 receptions, 79 yards, and 1 touchdown. Definitely not the rushing yards we normally see from Barkley. Yeah, but made up for it in the receiving game. Yes, um, which is great as an explosive um, running back out of the backfield mm-hmm. for Daniel Jones, and it kind of helps because we don't have Sterling Shepard. Yeah, he was out for concussion protocol. I believe he is questionable for this yeah, week. Yeah, there's a questionable. Um, yeah, he's been out for the past couple of weeks. Um, Tate had eight receptions, 85 yards. He ever since he came back from his suspension, in my opinion, he's been rather quiet. Yeah, he had a couple of good moments here, and then he get a 64 yard touchdown against the Patriots. But he's becoming, he's been getting, he's a nice, reliable target for Jones right now, yeah. at least. Um, Slayton has been very good. Two receptions, 50 yards, two TDs. Um, so he's been, I think he's been almost a constant target for Jones. Yeah, besides, bro, two, another rookie. I think he was a third-round pick or something. Yeah. So it, 
definitely a nice connection early in their young careers. So maybe by working on the practice squad together, for example, during you know preseason mm-hmm. and stuff, they may have formed a connection. Yep. Yeah, and a trustworthy person. Ingram four receptions, forty yards, one TD. Ingram again, uh, tight end, wide receiver mix. Um, he's he's been great for this team. He's also been great for Jones. Um, so the ball was definitely spreaded around to these guys scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like there were just some dumb mistakes during the game, like either the fumbles or the two turnovers on downs mm-hmm. that kind of hurt them in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Fonz. Who do we have for sacks? Uh, who who recorded sacks for the Giants? Uh Haley, uh, Golden, Carter, and Tomlinson all had sacks. Jabil Peppers, uh, pickup from the Cleveland Browns. Force fumble. Like you said, Jack Rabbit had an INT. So, you know, you kind of exp- – uh, solid game for yeah. the defense. I mean, they let up a few uh, – let up Gaudi for a lot of yards and Amendola. But, you know, at least, you know, it's good to see that the guys had sacks. Yes. Peppers had a forced fumble. I think Peppers has been a nice addition for the team. Uh, maybe uh, needs to improve a little bit, but he's been solid for them so far. I think definitely could be someone – who the team could build around down the line. And Jenkins, we can talk about later, um, a guy who was rumored to be on the trade block, an older corner, yep. could show it again that, hey, he can still get it done despite being up there in age. And I believe Peppers was also on that trade block as well. Yeah, I've been talked um, about Peppers. He moved too. So it's nice to see these guys get in the backfield um, because some games we can't even hit the quarterback, which mm-hmm. is frustrating. Um, so Jones is legit. He needs to do more ball control. Barkley's back. Um, Shermer is calling good plays. Um, he going off on media um, a little bit, I think, after this loss. Um, but the defense is improving. Yeah. So, which is nice. Um, Solder and uh, Antoine Bethea. Yeah, they both. If we're talking about those people, yeah. They need to improve a little bit because for the amount of money we were paying Solder and... Especially uh, Nate Solder because he came from the Pats. Yeah. Established franchise. Uh, you paid him top dollar. He protected Brady for a while. Was okay for them. Was okay and then... Changed. Yeah. One's left that Patriot culture. That's the weird thing. And the thing is it seems like it's that left tackle has been giving the Giants a problem for the past few years. You had Eric Flowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember Eric <laughs> I Flowers mean, very well. I th- we should all remember Eric Flowers, but at the same time, you wouldn't know he was there. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, and then Solder, I mean, he's there, but he definitely needs to step up because he's, he's protecting a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And in my eyes, he should have been stepping up being like, listen, I got a rookie quarterback I got to protect. Mm-hmm. We got we to gotta get this line going. Yeah. It starts with me yeah. because it's the left tackle. He's being paid one of the highest paid yeah. left tackles. He's definitely up there. So he's up there so it's not like he's not it's not like he's making a, mi- a minimum. Yeah. Um as far as Antoine Bethay, older safety to replace Landon Collins uh, yeah. hasn't been, you know, he's really up there in age but hasn't really done he's, he's I think this is kind of the case where he's done after the season maybe go somewhere else but Yeah, I think between him and Landon Collins, they're two different players. Yeah. Um, you start Landon Collins with these big hits mm-hmm. on some of these players. He was all over the field, but they, you know. So it's up there. He's up there. He's a good so. spot rotational safety, but yeah. someone he, I wouldn't start for the whole time. No, not at all. 
So, one bright spot out of almost this week, the Giants trade for Leonard Williams Mm -hmm. from the Jets. Uh, The Jets will receive a third-round pick in 2020 and a fifth-round pick in 2021. Could change to a fourth-round pick if Williams resigns. And this is a first-ever trade between these two teams. That's very weird to think about, too. But that also makes sense. It's like you would never want to trade with the with the Jets. Yeah, and the, yeah, it's weird to think about though. Yeah. but it also makes sense. Um, so that's a very good pickup that will help their defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, he's able to bring more pressure to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Disruptive. Um, I think it's a big loss for the Jets. I will talk about them later. But for the Giants, yep. they brings a brings in a young Pro Bowl caliber pass rusher. Who can get to the quarterback? He can have some health problems here and there on the on the field, but I think if he you know impresses, he has a lot to. I think he has one more year left in his deal anyway. His rookie contract. Yeah, this is kind of like a tryout. Yeah, hey, if he does well these last couple of games, resign him, be like a building block next to Dexter Lawrence yeah. on the defensive line. If he doesn't, okay, fine. You gave up a fifth round pick and ju- the pick drops down. Yeah, let him walk and then try again. You know, it's like a rental. Yeah, they're renting him out for the rest of the season. That's what I mean. They're not. Comp- I mean, they're not really competing for a playoff spot. No, you know, unfortunately why not? not. Yeah, why not? Um, and he, he now technically has two bye weeks because he had one already with the Jets. Yeah, and he's going to get one with the Giants. Yeah, so it may benefit him for not getting injured. Yeah, it's like the opposite of when uh, Snacks Harrison got traded. He didn't have a bye week. Yeah. Because he, he got traded from the Giants to the Lions, and they already had their bye week. Yep. So. so he went straight through. So. Yeah, it's the opposite. <laughs> and we did see Snacks this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. He, he looked good. Yeah. You know, good run stop. Always been one of the more underrated defensive tackles, in yes. my opinion. Doesn't get a lot of appreciation. He's a good run stopper, and he can rush the quarterback, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. He can drag that guy right back to the quarterback. One of the best nicknames in football, too, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um. So... The Giants did make some cut, probably for some cap room. Uh, Tay Davis has been cut by the Giants. And an LIU Post alum, yeah. unfortunately, got cut, Jake Carlock. Um, so I know most of us here were kind of rooting for him. Um, he played, you know, well in the preseason. Yeah, the pick six, I believe. Yep, and then at one point, maybe with all the injuries... Hey, he could make the, he has a yeah. shot. Shot coming up, even just for a week or so. But unfortunately, they do cut him. Um, I do follow him on his, um, you know, Instagram and yeah. all that stuff. And he, he thanked the Giants for the opportunity. And he is, you know, he. I never really had a conversation with yeah. him, but from what Tom was saying, he seemed like a good guy. So yeah. hopefully, he either finds another direction in football, or you know, he follows his yeah, you dream. Know. You know. Um, so the NFL is weird. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. He could be picked up next week by the Dallas Cowboys and be starting for for them. Can you imagine that? I don't think Tom would be happy. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be You're happy, happy. <laughs> but I would be happy for him because oh, he's yeah, starting, of course. Yeah. Um, so the to to almost recap, the past few games have been winnable mm-hmm. between. Not smart errors has cost them games. Mm-hmm. Almost every team does that. And then this Monday night, well, guess who we see? Monday night football, division rival. Dallas Cowboys. So, that should, 
it should be a good Monday night football game. Um, you know, I w- in some sense, I wish it wasn't a prime time because if we do get. Oh no, it's going uh, on. That was I thought that was on me. I thought it was my job. I was like, oh no, like, oh no, Tom, Tom's gonna fire me. <laughs> no, that that just no technical. It was from yeah. a phone. Yeah, that happens. I, I I don't know how that happened, but whatever. Um. So yeah, hopefully the Giants don't get exposed Monday night, um, yeah. against the Cowboys. Um, they that, are home. They are I home, so, which yeah. is nice. Um. But at the same time, there's a lot of Cowboys fans within New York. There's Cowboys fans all over the place. I feel like I went up to school with a bunch of Cowboys fans, if you can believe that, all the way by Buffalo, New York. So, yeah, exactly. You see them all over the place. So, and me and one of my coworkers actually have, at my desk, I have a little Giants helmet. Okay. And he's a Cowboys fan. So, each week, and... One of my other coworkers is a Jet fan. Wow, you got a whole, you got a you got a match fit so, crew right so there. So I got I got a crew there. Yeah. But at the same time, we're like, well, the Jets lost to the Cowboys, so we went after him for the Cowboys. So hopefully oh, yeah, the Giants yeah. can beat the Cowboys. Otherwise, next Tuesday, oh, it's gonna go back to you. Oh my god, it's yeah, gonna so. go back to me, and I'm just gonna have one long, one long day at work. But it's, it's all a shorter week because it's on a Monday night, so at least you got that. Yeah, but it's all funny games anyway. Um, so let's predict the Giants Dallas game, Fonz. Yep. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll why don't you go first? All right. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer because I think the home uh, advantage helps a little bit. I still think, I mean, we can question Dak all we want, whatever, but I still think Dallas wins this one. I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to go 24-20. to 20. I think the Giants are going to put up a, a couple of points here. The defense is going to, I think, going to be solid a little bit, but I think it'll be come down to like the final couple of drives. Okay. You know, uh, not a field goal. I think probably like a last-minute touchdown or – Maybe like a touchdown with like five minutes left, and they're trying to get back and score, but it doesn't work. It's going to be a, a closer game than I than I believe, since they are at home. So, pretty much is they'll fall apart within the last minute and a half. The Giants. Yeah, I don't want to be the Giants hater, but I feel like that could very well happen. I mean, it it, it has happened. You, Man, we the, we've all seen it. These Monday night games or something more. It's because the defense. Yeah. It's and then the turnstile offensive line. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with. My guys, New York Giants. Oh, here we go. Um, I am going to go with a score of 20-17. Okay. So, Last-minute field goal? Like yeah. a game-winning field goal? Game-winning okay. field goal. And, I'll take uh, it. Just to update the World Series, bottom of the second, it is one nothing Astros. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm just looking up who scored here. It's showing up ESPN's a little bit slow, but uh, <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated on what's going on with that. So, yeah, one nothing, bottom of the second. Excellent. Um, so with that update, that was good to know. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens Monday night. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it should be a good game. I can actually, I, I can actually catch this game. Yeah. I'm, I, don't, I, I don't have any show work yeah. for Sunday night, so, a Monday night, so I can sit down and actually watch the whole game. Perfect. Which will be nice. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So let's jump on to the New York Jets, where they just played the Jaguars, um, or Jacksonville. Maybe we should call recall them Saxonville. Um, yeah, I mean, you, they, they've been looking <laughs> really good. It's like that Jaguars team we saw two years ago. They're like, how the how are they doing this good? And this is kind of the situation here now. So 
in a sense, we'll go over this game. We got the Jaguars that are now 4-4. Four four. Mint Shoe. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Garner Minshew the second. Minshew Mania. The second? He's the second. Wow, fun. Since he's the second, that's a fun fact tonight. I'm going to have you recap the Jags. Fun fact Wednesday. Ooh, I like it. Star Wednesday. (laughs) Now, Minshew, 22 for 34, 239 yards, three touchdowns, eight rushing attempts for 28 yards. Not really known as a mobile guy, so, I mean, gets it done in the throwing the ball. Leonard Fournette, 19 attempts, 76 yards, seven catches for 60 yards. Fournette having a nice comeback in his third season after a little bit of a sophomore slump there uh chris conley six oh no four catches excuse me 103 yards and a touchdown dj chark six catches 79 yards and a touchdown so offense has been looking overall good i think i like what the jaguars i like how they're good now because you know personally blake Bortles was has been very bad for them <laughs> and it's nice to get somewhat of a solid consistent player and in Minshew, maybe hopefully we'll see what happens when Foles comes back so like you said with the defense they had eight sacks and three interceptions, and a forced fumble. <laughs> Leaders in the sack department, Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe. Yes, I pronounced that right. Wow. A couple practices there. I've been hearing <laughs> his name a lot. They each had two sacks, and um, uh, Herndon had two interceptions. Their safety. So, so that that defense. That was, very, that was a very solid showing. And it's crazy without Jalen Ramsey how well the defense has still been consistent with them. Right, and maybe Jalen Ramsey, you know, it was a good thing he moved on. Yeah. Um, so the Jaguars in their division, they sit at third, four and four. Very wide open though. Yes. That division is very wide open. Between the Colts doing five and two, mm-hmm. Houston five and three, Houston Texans five and three, uh, Jaguars four and four, and the Titans four and four. So that is a very close division at the moment. Yeah. You could even make an argument that maybe three teams make the playoffs there, you know? Out of that division, yeah. Um, so that... That division should be something to watch for the second half of the season. Um, the Jets are sitting at a one and six record. <laughs> um, Bills are five and two, um, so there's really no big difference. Be you know, th- th- there's a big gap. There, yeah, there's. Um, they need a, if I mean, I don't think they're gonna make it, but they would need a lot. First of all, they need to win the rest of their games. Well, yeah, and then they need like the Bills to just drop off. Yes. Uh, they're not catching the Patriots. They never will. The Patriots. Uh, they're not going to catch them, so we'll just leave them the way it is. They're but. on a whole nother level with their defense and yeah. Bilicek, Brady, and Bilicek's son now on the coaching staff. Oh, no. That I saw. Yeah, I saw that the other night. I no, found that Jets out. Jets fans did not want to hear you say that. Just and now. well, they're on a whole nother level, and the Dolphins are on seven. So. Again, we knew what the Dolphins were doing. It seems yes. like the Dolphins are tanking, but the Jets are trying to win, but they're still losing the game. Yeah, I mean, all right. So let's re- recap the Jets game. Jets. Uh, they went for uh, Darnold, twenty-one for thirty, two eighteen yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, three interceptions isn't going to help you cause whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Bell, nine attempts, twenty-three yards, three interceptions. For twelve yards, yeah, not a typo. That's you. That's something that you do not see with one of the more dynamic two-way backs. So he has been relatively quiet. Mm-hmm. He was also in discussion for a trade, along with Jamal Adams. Yeah. Um. Neither of them have left the Jets. Yeah. Uh. They both. Well, just I didn't want to sidetrack, but they both have expressed 
Le'Veon Bell on Instagram has said, like, you know, it takes a while to build a team. It's, I didn't expect this from Bell. He's been really liking being a part of New York. Maybe it helps he's getting paid, but well, he wants to be a part of this process. And he's saying it takes a while to develop a team. And Jamal Adams sat down with Gates and Manson saying, I want to be a Jet. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere else. So it's nice to see, you know, two of your star players saying, like, I'm here for the long haul. Yep. Let's let's ride this out and see where it goes. And so. on two different sides of the ball. Exactly. So which is perfect. great to see because you got now a leader on the offense yeah. and you got a Your leader captain on the captain yeah. on defense, Jamal Adams. So it's it's great to see both of them come out, two veteran guys. Um Thomas and Griffin both had um Thomas had five receptions, sixty three yards. Griffin had four receptions, sixty six yards with two touchdowns. Um Jack's Jets did have three sacks and two forced fumbles. That wasn't enough to hold back the Jaguars. Eight sacks yeah. <laughs> and three interceptions. Yeah, right. That doesn't <laughs> so, compare. It doesn't compare. So um, the punters did get a workout. I was reading, and it was it was it was a lot of punting going punters on. Punters are people too. Yep. Um, is Sam Darnold the quarterback for the Jets of the future, yeah. or is he just there to fill the role until they find? No. I'm a believer. What this is the second year. I believe you need at least maybe three years to develop a quarterback. Okay. I know that some Jets fans don't want to hear. I just think that you're putting him in a bad situation. You gave him the back in Le'Veon Bell. Great. You didn't give him the receiver. I mean, Robbie Anderson's been okay, and Demarius Thomas has been okay. But Anderson also drops almost. That's what I'm saying. Every you didn't ball. Give him like okay. Like I'm saying okay. Like you didn't give him the big. Yeah. Uh, big receiver. Names. Yeah. Tight end. You don't even know who the starting tight end is week in and week out. Should have been the guy, uh, Chris uh, Herndon from yep. Miami. Hasn't done anything. Uh, then you got Griffin here coming out of nowhere. The offensive line has been a rotation of different players. And Kalechi uh, Osemele just got released, so one of your better linemen is out now. He's gone. So I'm saying, like, it's it's not more on Don. It's like managing, really. Like, you're not really helping his case to be like, I want to, like, he wants to be the starter for a while, so. I would give it another year. I know Jeff doesn't want to hear it, but I want to see what they can do to build around him. I wouldn't say drop the ball and go completely. It's only a second season. Yeah, and I don't think it helped when he got sick. That was a big, yeah, and the, a big thing like that in the middle of the season yeah. during that tough stretch. Because you figured that he got sick, that cut that shortens his season. That also hurts his growing mm-hmm. phase because you then potentially stop what he's built up. Yeah, from earlier in the season, so in that sense, it. I think like I I agree with you, Fonz. I think you got to stick it out for another year, yeah. or at least a half a year, you know, see where see what happens, see what he does. If he doesn't do anything, see see who's available to be traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even look at the draft class. Maybe pick another guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about we can talk about college football later. The yes, guys that we can bring talk that about up. Too. Yep. Um, so the Jets do play the Dolphins in Miami this this weekend. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, that is going to be an interesting game. So almost the battle of last place. Well, the battle of last place. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they will be probably tied for last place um, because the Jets are one and six, and the Dolphins are zero oh and seven. So if the Dolphins win. They look competitive against the Steelers. They did. Surprisingly competitive. They did look competitive for the first half. Yeah. And then the Steelers got it going. And they were like, wait, what are we doing? Are we supposed to be tanking? Yeah. Never mind. Let's get the the turnovers here. So from from that game, the Dolphins look like a team, but they don't 
they did trade for uh, Talib. Yeah, but he's gonna be on IR until week fifteen because he's on IR. Uh, they put him on. I think. I think when they got Jalen Ramsey, they put him on IR, and he was eligible to return week fifteen. I think that Ramsey was more of a salary cap dump because he because they want to give save the money for Ramsey, which makes yeah. sense. The uh, Dolphins it makes. I mean, I guess they got an extra pick in it, and they can test him out. He is a veteran corner. He's better in man to man, like with Marcus. I said Marcus Peters and Tlaib struggled because the Rams want to cover. Yes, they're, they're better man to man, and you saw what Peters did. How much better he was as a man to man corner. So this could be the same thing with Tlaib. He can work with a bunch of young guys. He's been he's been around the league for a while. He's been on a lot of different teams, Super Bowl winning corner, so he knows yes. how to win and stuff. So could be a good trial run. He's a free agent after, so maybe it also hurts that Xavier and Howard, their other top corner, one of the better corners, um, on IR, so he's out for the year. Yeah, so. That's also another thing to look at, too. The Dolphins really need to fix their whole... Everything. Everything. I mean... Tanking for Tua. I pretty never, much at this point. Yeah. i never been to their stadium, but I'm pretty sure you can probably throw that in there. No. Um, but let's pick this game. Who do you take? Jets or Dolphins? Um, probably whoever you... Whatever the outcome is, it will be different than what the score says. But you know what? This is kind of one of those weird things. I it's so they're, they're Miami's home. I don't. Oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jets. Okay. Seventeen. Dolphins ten. It's gonna be close. I. It's one of those games. It's <laughs> one of the first times I've like. I have no idea. Like we, we'll talk about our, our picks. They're not locked in yet. Our no. review preview picks. Nope. I was looking at it. I was talking to Tom, and he's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "Yeah, I really don't know who to go with in this game." You don't. I'm going to go with the Jets, twenty-one seventeen. But I yeah, just, I might think it might be a low-scoring game. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. You're looking at two teams sitting way below five hundred. Yeah. One, it looks like is clearly tanking. Yeah, one that we knew from the beginning, and the Jets we thought would be somewhat. Competitive nine seven out of the wild card could build again for the future, but but opposite direction. I think Le'Veon Bell. This could be a good chance for him to have a great game with that weak Miami defense. It could help. It could help. Yeah. The only thing I'm the Jets beat the Cowboys. It's one. It's gonna be one of those weird. So it's like where it's like oh you beat all you lose all these teams, but you beat the Cowboys. You beat the Cowboys, but you couldn't beat Miami yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> so hopefully they beat Miami. So. The, the poor Jets fans don't take an abusive over that. James, football's weird. Oh, well, yeah. You gotta understand that football's weird. It really it, is it when really you really is. think about it. So, on that note, um, we are going to step aside for a quick break and top of the hour legal, but I do want to check in on the score. Yeah, uh, it's still one nothing middle one of the third. Alrighty. Uh, Garrell hit the home run, by the way. That's uh, for the Astros. Another guys. home run that was hit for yeah. this postseason. Alright, guys. We are going to be stepping aside. You're listening listening to Review and Preview here on The Wave, The Sound of LIU. Welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I'm your host, James Montefusco, joined alongside Fonz DeFalco. Did you like that intro? I did. It, it was it was different. Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. I figured I'd throw in some extra songs in there for you guys. I like it. Alrighty. Um, so, NFL, Jets, Giants are down. We covered the the World Series. Um, just coming back, bottom third, no outs. Houston is up one to nothing over Washington. Game 7. Our lovely two words, Game 7, everybody likes to hear. Everyone loves to hear it. 
Uh, but let's move on to some college football. Alrighty. So college football, week nine. Um, just to recap, some upsets. Upsets. Um, in my opinion, there is two. Yeah. Uh, you had Oklahoma loses to Kansas State, forty-eight, forty-one. Definitely close, contested game. Yeah, and that it ruins my theory. I said if Oklahoma, Ohio State stayed undefeated and LSU was competitive and knocks Clemson out, I think now this definitely takes out Oklahoma if Clemson remains undefeated. So that 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 changes a few things. Um, LSU beats Auburn twenty-three to twenty. Again, another content, tightly contested game. Um, Michigan beats Notre Dame 45-14. I'll repeat that again. Michigan beats Notre Dame (laughs) 45-14. Crazy, right? Hardball just kind of cooled his hot seat. Oh, I, I, yeah, no, definitely. I was on the, I've said it before a couple of my friends in another college sports show I do, I do. I've said it that Hardball's on the hot seat. And this definitely helps his case that he can stay for a little bit, but I, I think it's the same thing every year. It's like we're gonna win, we're gonna do this, and nothing. Nothing. But, but now this, it now it ruins my argument. Now, <laughs> no, just like the Oklahoma thing, this ruins it. It's two back to back. So, um, Tom, a big Notre Dame fan. Shout out to you, Tom. Um, I'm sure he wasn't thrilled over this, but at the same time, it is what it is. Um. So I thought I had a fun fact. I guess not. Oh well. Um. So Notre Dame loses. Oregon beats Washington State, thirty-seven, thirty-five. So, so all these losses came relatively close. Yeah, the big games this week, very close games. Except Michigan and Notre Dame. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's what you like to see all the time. Yeah. Especially college football, you just don't know any given Saturday. Oklahoma, example right there. Yep. You thought they'd be an easy win. Jalen Hurts going to have a field day, struggles, and loses to Kansas State. Yeah, so things change. Uh, some of the standings, LSU's in first. Auburn is in second. Third comes Ohio State. Um, four, Clemson. Five, Penn State. Six, Florida. Seven, Oregon. Eight, Georgia. Nine, Utah. And ten, Oklahoma. Um, that Oklahoma loss drops them down big time, and they look like they're on the outside. Yeah, looking in now, the Clemson easy schedule is still hurting them. Even though they're winning all these games, they have a big <laughs> game against Wofford this weekend. Ooh, by the way, that should be a good game. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so Clemson drops down to four. LSU jumps up to one. You're just mm. seeing Alabama at one the whole time, and now it's weird seeing them at two. But look at that big LSU Bama game coming up. Hey, that should be a great game. Um, Florida Georgia, I think, is this weekend. Yeah, Florida Georgia is this game. That's going to be another good one too. Yeah, I uh, my uh, friend that lives in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. He goes to school and uh, uh, for he wants to become a pilot, and he is going to the Florida Georgia game. Oh, that should be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I gotta I gotta find out how that went from him. Um, he's been trying to get all of us to go down there and see him and see the game, but doesn't work out um but hopefully you enjoy brother um then week 10 comes up these weeks just come flying by yeah we're already at week 10 yeah so you would think we we started talking about college what was it three weeks ago we were at like week six yeah five much time and it's like wow all right this is going to be a long season week 10 already uh we got north 
Carolina State yeah. first. Wake Forest, one of the third in the country. Should be a good uh, one. The, yep. Fonz, when do you re... Uh, yeah, I'll read them all. Yeah, no, yeah. NC State, Wake Forest, 23rd, should be a good one in the ACC. Uh, Georgia versus Florida, that's the game of the week, probably. Uh, eight. Georgia's ranked 8th, Florida at 6th, should be a good one. And, and uh, Pac-12, some Pac-12 action. Oregon, led by Justin Herbert, potential top mm-hmm. draft pick, maybe the Jets quarterback, maybe the Dolphins or somebody. Uh, <laughs> goes uh, Oregon Ducks against uh, USC. So that should also be going. Those will be those are like the three big games this week. There's also SMU versus Memphis. Two game, two teams that you really didn't expect them to be this good. SMU's undefeated. Memphis has one loss. Their Miami uh, Florida State game got bumped out, and the primetime game college game day is going to SMU mm. Memphis. So that's something you don't really see. So good for those two programs. Those are really the games I'd be. I'm definitely keeping an eye on the SMU Memphis game, even though we haven't didn't have it written down here. But yeah. keep an eye on that one. That should be a good one. Um, and I do want to bring this up. I what was it? Yesterday was Tuesday. I want to say it happened Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, that now college athletes, I believe, can get paid for their yeah, likeness. Yeah, the process. Yeah, the likeness and all that stuff. So yeah. that should be interesting. I don't know too much detail about that. but that Yeah, should be, more deals got to come out before we can yeah. really make an assessment. Like, oh, this is perfect. This yeah, is this whatever. is a good idea for these guys or this is yeah. not. Um, if you're a gamer... NCAA football can definitely come back out for the Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, that's for a lot. That's what a lot of people are more happy about. I though. think that's all they want, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, but that, it should be interesting to see for the rest of the season mm-hmm. on how that goes. Um, so week ten of fifteen. Um, some other games we got: West Virginia versus Baylor. Uh, that is tomorrow. Um, Saturday. Uh, it's we got at noon Michigan versus Maryland. That should be a good game. Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech versus uh, 16th Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also have Kansas State versus Kansas. And let's remember, everybody, that's November 2nd. Mm-hmm. So we're already hitting November. That's crazy. Um, Florida, Georgia, which I said, U- Utah versus Washington. Um, I'm just trying M- SMU versus Memphis. That's the game I'm looking forward to watching. That should be a good game, and that's the Saturday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the Saturday night games, we got Oregon and USC. Um, San Jose State versus Boise State. That's the 10-30 game on Saturday. Um, and that pretty much rounds out Week 10. Um, college football should be an interesting matchup this weekend. Yeah. Um, maybe some more upsets. I don't know. Yeah. I, you never know. It's football. You know, football's it's football. weird. Football's um, weird. I'm not no expert in football, but all I can say, no matter what, there's going to be upsets. Yeah, no matter what. Um, so on that note, we are going to step aside for a break. You have been listening to Review and Preview here on The Wave, the sound of L-I-U. Good evening, and welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. One hour down, one hour to go. How to play some uh, Africa by Toto. Yes, I did like that. <laughs> um, me and Fonz here in the studio. Again, it's a Wednesday night. I know what you guys are thinking. Aren't they on a Friday night? Yes, we are. Due to everybody's schedule, we have moved uh, this week's show to Wednesday. It's going to be a crazy November. Just yes. to give everyone a little bit of a spoiler. A little heads up. Um, we will definitely keep you updated on our Instagram and our Twitter feed. Um, also, if you follow 
myself on Facebook or Tom, uh, we will be trying to keep you updated on there as well. Um, I do want to let everybody know we will be off next week. Um, that is the 8th. Yes, November 8th. is November that. 8th. We are off. We are back November 15th. I'll make that announcement again towards the end of the show. Um, Fonz is doing a great job behind the board. It's like I haven't left. It <laughs> like, reminds me back to college days. <laughs> so it's great to have him behind the board. All righty. Um, team of the week. Who is your team of the week, Fonz? Uh, you know what? It's the New England Patriots. I mean, come on. Uh, they beat the Cleveland Browns 27-13. Look, the defense is incredible. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Let's just get let's just get this out of the way. All right, they're gonna be they're probably gonna win the Super Bowl. I'm done. I'm done doubting him. So this is just once again, except they're getting a big game against the Ravens, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm gonna be at that game. Really? Yeah, I got tickets for it. I'm gonna be excited for it. Very nice. That you should enjoy that game. Yeah. Um, I am going. Even though the Kansas City Chiefs did lose, their backup quarterback did a, a outstanding job. Um, while he was holding down the fort for um, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Matt Moore. Very good yeah. for a guy who hasn't been in football in a year. He was out of football. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes definitely looked antsy on that sideline. Oh, yeah, he's ready to he come back. He was like, I could sense he was ready to go back in. Um, we're also incorporating Player of the Week yeah. in this segment. Who's your Player of the Week? I'm going to go with Cooper Cup of the L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the starting receiver had seven catches for 220 yards, one touchdown. 65-yard bomb that helped out the Rams to win that game. But, yeah, Cooper Cup has been developing. He's becoming Jared Goff's favorite target. He was clearly missed last year with a torn ACL. Yes. That Super Bowl run they had. Glad to see him back healthy. And, you know, could be in line for a Pro, Pro Bowl nod, I believe. He keeps this up. He's, like, he's I think, in top three in uh, receiving yards this uh, year so far. Yes, least. so far. Um, hopefully he can help Jared Goff. Um with his yeah, because golf is unquestionable. We can question, yes. but he's one thing's for certain: he has a reliable target. Yeah, so Cup. hopefully uh, he can help bless um, their quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with Bosa from the 49ers. Nick Bosa, that's a good choice. That is a good pick. He has been a wrecking machine out yeah. there, guys. Looking, living up to that second overall pick. Listen, I I've enjoyed him watching and. Um, I will want to sprinkle a fun fact as we move on to our next segment mm-hmm. of reviewing and previewing the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, is that we, since you did bring up the Patriots and I brought somebody up from the 49ers, mm-hmm. Jimmy G and Tom Brady are the only unbeaten teams in the NFL. Yeah. As quarterback. And as you guys remember, Jimmy G, Garoppolo was the backup to Brady. High draft pick for them. So maybe that system does have something. Yeah, and then you look at Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Who's also the Colts aren't unbeaten, but they've but, been looking very well very good. Yeah. Another high draft pick for the Patriots. So two high draft picks have now moved on to other teams and have been very successful. Yeah. So listen, congrats to them and also Let's bring up that we had the sports equinox this past Sunday where we had the NFL, Mm -hmm. the NHL, MLB, NBA, NASCAR, Premier League, and I'm sure there's more. There's definitely something else. There's probably um, 
some racing. Yeah, we look at the major sports yes. leagues. That's I mean, y- we could go a, on. If you're a sports, even if you're not a fan of one sport or another, it's cool to see. Yeah, like, everything at the same time. So it that's a that's my fun fact Wednesday. Yeah, that was the one you were looking for, right? Yep. Nah, perfect. Um, so almost four of the sports that we cover here on our show. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go over some big games this past week. Um, so in week eight, we had Philly and Buffalo. Philly comes out with the W31-13. That, that Buffalo loss hurts. Ooh, that I, does. I thought Buffalo was going to win. They look like a good team, but they needed a wide receiver. They needed some sort of a pass-catching target, and they didn't do that, and I nope. think that's definitely going to hurt Buffalo in the end. That will. Um, so, And then we had... New Orleans versus the Cardinals. Breeze is back. Breeze is back. He looked great. I think he threw for 350-somewhat yards. Yeah. Guess his finger's okay. Yeah, I guess his thumb <laughs> is all good. 31-9, to nine, uh, they beat Arizona. Um, some people were saying just give Breeze the extra few weeks. Bridgewater, 5-0 and oh, under center. Didn't need it. It only helps the Saints later on down the road yeah. because then you can potentially trade Bridgewater for a high-round draft yeah, pick. Or he's a free agent. Or a you free sign him somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, uh, Miami, Jets. He um, actually was offered a big deal by Miami last offseason but said no. I mean, very good very, very good, very idea. good choice, Mr. Bridgewater. Um, then we had San Francisco against the Panthers. San Fran, 51. Panthers thirteen. I thought it'd be a lot of a lot closer game. I thought this so was too. The first test for the Niners, and they proved to me that they're they are a legit team because they kind of an easy schedule, but no, they're they legit. Be, they they are a legit team. Um, then we have Houston and Oakland. Houston comes out with the W twenty seven to twenty four. That was a very close game. Yeah, very um, close. My lock last week or one of my picks was Houston. And I was concerned at the moment watching that yeah. game, be like, uh-oh. I had the Raiders as my upset, my win. I think that hurt me because, uh, spoiler alert, everybody, I am the Week 8 loser again. Yes. And we <laughs> saved the punishment for this week. Tom was at the commissioner, Tom, for yes. this whole thing. was like, we'll hold you off for next week or next show. Next show. I'm doing a lot of things right now. But, yeah, yep. stay tuned for that. With my we wanted you do. to focus back there. Yeah. Um, then we had Green Bay versus Kansas City. 31, Green Bay. Kansas City 24, definitely a very good game. Better than I thought with no Mahomes. Exactly, and I think a lot of people thought it was better than we all figured because mm-hmm. we thought it would be a complete shootout. You got the Hail Mary King in Aaron Rodgers just throwing it up there. Everybody can catch it. Mm-hmm. And then we would we would have had Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. um, just throwing it out there. But at the same time, it was Stinks. a very – but it was a good game. Yeah, no, you wish you would see that Mahomes-Rodgers matchup. Yes. Because the AFC and NFC, you rarely see those two. You do, yeah. I, knock on wood, hopefully we hey, do see it very maybe, soon. Maybe, Um, And then I don't know if you saw that touchdown in the end zone for uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He just threw it back there. And Aaron Jones caught her. Yeah. <laughs> the running back of all. A running back. And I don't think it was designed that way because there was already a red wide receiver there. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, that's an – oh, wait. Who's this guy? Yeah. Like, ca- I, comes out of nowhere, catches it. I'm, you know, for the whole Packers thing quickly, I, what they needed was a defense to build around Rodgers and a yeah. consistent running back because I cannot think of the last time Rodgers ever had a consistent no. running back. And he's been healthy. He has it with Aaron Jones. That defense was a Darius Smith and Preston Smith. Yes. Adrian Amos. It's helping him a lot. 
the Packers are not a, a team that you should really. I mean, they are very good. Yes. So, and Rodgers is a complete team now. Oof, and they don't that. have Devontae Adams. Remember that. Wait no, until they, they get the, Wait until they get him back. They're going to be a good team. Um, so that's pretty much notable games in Week Eight. Within my opinion, um, maybe the Giants would have made it on there if they would have won. But well, they didn't. <laughs> uh, we already talked about them enough. Yeah. I feel like. So Week Nine. San Francisco versus the Cardinals. Uh, San Fran 7-0 versus Arizona 3-4-1. Thursday, Thursday night football. Thursday night. You know, I'm glad we it says Thursday night because I feel feel like at times these Thursday and Monday night games haven't been very competitive. Yeah. Like, I just haven't been enthused to watch them. Like, this Thursday night game I probably will watch because... Um, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it because that Cardinals team is fun to watch. Yeah. You know, they're not the best of records. They're doing a lot better than we thought at 3-4-1. and one. Yeah, but we'll see. Then we got Houston and Jacksonville. Houston 5-3, and three, Jacks 4-4. Four and four. That's a big so divisional game. That's a game. very divisional game, especially with that division, I believe, being so close. Um, then we got Minnesota versus Kansas City. Minnesota 6-2, and two, Kansas City 5-3. and three. Um, Another good game. Um, that that should be a good game. That that should be a tight scoring game. Uh, then we got the Bears and Philly. Um, Bears are sitting at three and four. Phillies at four and four. Bears, I don't know where where they have gone this season. I don't know. This is a team that we thought would win the division. Yeah, and this is now a team that could be looking outside in or looking to their couch. Is Trubisky the answer? Maybe even you trade for Bridgewater or you pick him up in free agency for Bridgewater. Yeah. You don't know. Um, New England versus your Ravens. Gonna be a good game. Sunday night. Yeah, I'm going to be at that game. That is going to be a good game. I'm excited to watch this one. It's definitely a big test for New England. The big test for the Ravens. Can they play against these powerhouse teams of the Patriots? Any points you would like to bring up on that game since it is your Ravens? Yeah, I am looking forward to seeing what Lamar can do. This is kind of the first test of a, you know, Seattle definitely was up there too, but this is kind of like a test of how can he do at home mm-hmm. on prime time. I think this is maybe a second or some uh, Sunday night football game. So it should be good to see how we can do in these types of games here. Uh, they're in leading the division, but they need at least win to secure that division, the number one spot. Uh, but you know, it's a powerhouse in New England. They have a crazy defense. So let's hope that they can run the ball because the receivers I still worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I want to see how Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey can do at home yeah. as the lockdown corners. Jimmy Smith's back and healthy. It's a good nickel right there. I'm excited to see what they can do here. Your Ravens also give a tough time, in my eyes, would be giving a tough time to the New England defense. It's always a competitive game. Because of your mobile quarterback. Yeah. As of lately, they've seen more more quarterbacks sitting in the pocket and throwing it. Maybe Donald moving. Jones. Yeah. Uh, Baker can be, but more of a pocket quarterback. So this is kind of the first word. But your tool. quarterback is kind of. If a, I got the legit, lane, I'm taking it, kind of yeah. guy. Um, which is going to be great to see Sunday night. That should be a great Sunday night game. Uh, then we got Jets versus Miami. Yeah, throw them in there too. Yeah. The teams we cover. We talked about that. Then the Monday night Dallas and the Giants. We'll see what happens with that. Um, some other things is, um, as I try to organize my script here, is OBJ gives Brady his goat cleats after the loss 
on the 425 game. I don't get that. I don't get what he's trying to do here. Yeah, I don't know if it's being like... I don't know how you... First of all, that's a lot of money to get put goat hair on a cleats. It's yeah. very w- weird. Weird. But it's also OBJ. It's not surprising. But what's the end game here for Beckham doing that? Was he trying to be like yeah, Brady. Brady? Come on. Like, talk to Belichick. Yeah, like, like, you need a legit... Like, you haven't had a legit one since Randy Moss. Yeah, like... I can be that guy for I, you. I can't stand Baker, you know... It's one season. You let them develop. I don't know what's. I, it's, it's very weird to me when I saw it. I'm like, what is, who does that? Well, Brady is the GOAT, so. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so, but Brady's not going to. I don't know. What is Brady going to do with them? He's going to show them to his kids and probably hang it up. Eh, maybe. 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 maybe I, who knows? I don't know. Um, Fl- Flacco will not play this week for the Broncos due to neck injury. Brandon Allen will get the nod in week nine. Yeah. Um, it's kind of there's been a good opportunity if Drew Locke was able to be healthy and play. Yes, but. but that wasn't the case. Then we have Andy Dalton on the bench. He is the first QB in history of the NFL to have a starting season of eight and zero, and a season starting zero and eight. That's crazy. He is benched for rookie Ryan Finley. I think this is a good opportunity for Finley to show if he was their fourth round pick. Uh, and when they drafted him, they're like, oh, maybe eventual Dalton replacement. Gives him a chance the last eight games. They're like, hey, because it's after the bye. Week yes. nine, he'll play against yeah, the yep. Ravens. And the, what a good debut against the Ravens defense. But <laughs> he has eight games to show what he can do. If they lose, that means a better draft pick. And whether yes. they do the better draft pick, they can get two or Justin Herbert. So it's kind of a, a win for the Bengals no matter what. And if he does well and he plays well, they got a potential future replacement at quarterback. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good situation the Bengals have been one of the more laughing stocks, but this is one of the situations where it's good to see they're trying something with the quarterback this yeah. time around. Um, Dolphins trade for Keon Drake as a running back to the Cardinals for a sixth-round pick in 2020. Yep. Um, Rams trade Ali Akeem Tlaib. Yep. Uh, and a fifth-rounder pick to the Dolphins for a future late-round pick. Um Pretty much, it was a boring deadline. Yeah, we kind of knew that. I feel like every year we always hype each other up for it's, the NFL draft trade deadline. It's like, oh, who's going here? This is whatever. It's the same thing every year. I uh, was watching ESPN last yesterday afternoon, and it was like the w- there was nothing going on. I was like, most of the trades happened the week prior. Yeah, the Jalen Ramsey one. If that happened yesterday, that would have been the big that trade. That would have been obviously. the biggest trade, yeah. But n- everything very quiet. We talked about the Tlaib one. The Kenyon Drake one, good for the Cardinals. They got a running back. Yeah. Uh, he wanted out in Miami. They wasn't in their future plans. It yeah. makes sense. But other than that. It was born. Yeah. Um, Charges fire offensive coordinator. Um, they have, they've been struggling. They've been struggling. Ken Wiggenhut has not been the best option. I mean, they have all these players. Uh, you have Melvin Gordon back, and you haven't really done anything with him. One of the better backs in the league. Yeah. Um, like, how is that? Like, what are you doing here? So, I did not – I just was not imp- – I've not been impressed with the Chargers this year. It seems like it's the case every year that they have a good team on paper, but injuries and inconsistent play always hurts them. Yeah, I haven't – the Chargers have been – well, they'll be moving soon anyway, so. <laughs> I don't know where they're going. They're still the San Diego Chargers in yeah. Miami. <laughs> um, but – Let's go over some of these games we got going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday night, like we said, 49ers, Cardinals, Texans, and Jaguars are actually overseas across the pond. 
they play the 9.30 a.m. game on Sunday, November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, football all day, guys. Football to probably 11 o'clock Sunday <laughs> at night. Wow. Um, Clear your schedules. Yep. Then we got Bears, Eagles, Colts, Steelers. That should be an interesting game, the Colts and Steelers game, in my opinion. Um, Jets, Dolphins we talked about, Vikings, Chiefs. Titans, Panthers, do the Panthers get back on their winning ways? Um, We'll see. Redskins and Bills, I would imagine Bills are just going to walk right over the Redskins. Um, Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers at Seahawks. Um, Seahawks should be able to handle the Bucks. Raiders, Lions at the Raiders, Um, that should be a good game. From what we saw the other night, uh, Packers, Chargers, Browns, Broncos, your Patriots and your Ravens, mm-hmm. my Giants and America's team, the Cowboys. So we got we got a full Sunday of football starting around nine thirty in the morning, going to probably around eleven fifteen at night. Yeah, that's a long day. Yeah. You should be looking forward to that Sunday night game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely looking forward to that one. So, that's, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that. Yeah. Um, because that that's that's something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, since we are still on football, um, before we jump to the NBA, um, Houston is still up one nothing in bottom four. Mm-hmm. Just to let everybody know. Um, let's do our quick picks. Yeah. So these quick picks, guys, are not locked in completely yet. Mm-hmm. What I mean is everybody has up to 5 o'clock tomorrow night Yes. before the Thursday night game. Um, it just happens to be the show is a Wednesday, so nothing is locked in. We don't have a definite, um, you know, who won the first game. Yeah. Uh, but to recap last week, um, Fonz was the loser again, unfortunately. Uh. You need to get off your losing ways here, bud. I got to stop picking random games to get the upset. Um, well, the Raiders almost had that upset. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, almost. Russo was the winner. Ugh, um, again. Yeah, I know. I was followed very closely behind him. Um, week 8 records. We all went 13-2. and two. Excellent. Uh, 2019 record. Tom is 77-43. and 43. Russo's at 79-41. Bonds, you're at 80-40, and I am sitting at a nice 81-39. Um, week 8 points, Tom gets 16, Russo gets 16, Fonz and myself both get 14 points. Um, total points of 2019, Tom has 92, Russo has 96, Fonz is 89. Uh, Fonz, you and Tom are very close together. Yeah, it's um, a tight one. And myself is 96, so me and Russo have been decking it out for the past few weeks. Um, so just to review our lock, our locks, our locks. I'm using air quotes because everybody can change it. I'm sure some of us less than 24 hours. Yep. After tonight's show, we'll, as of right now, this is our locks. Yes. Um, everybody's taking San Francisco. 49ers. I probably will likely stick with that lock. Everybody's taking with Jacksonville over Houston. 
eh, that could probably change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington over Washington and Buffalo. Everybody's staying with the Bills. That should, I would imagine, nobody's going to be changing yeah, that. Keep that. Uh, Minnesota and the Chiefs. Tom has the Chiefs. Fonz, you have the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Myself and Russo have the Vikings. Um, Dolphin Jets. Tom has the Dolphins. Fonz has the Dolphins. I don't know. <laughs> myself, <laughs> I don't know. myself and Russo have the Jets. If we could do a tie, I would put a tie yeah, because that probably would be Jets. the best. I said Jets on air, so it's already on record, so I might have to change it to Jets. Um, the Eagles versus the Bears. Every queen, clean sweep Eagles. Indy versus Pittsburgh. Clean sweep Colts. Panthers versus Carolina. Queen, clean sweep Panthers. Um, Detroit and Raiders. Everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, Kyle and myself are going Lions. Tom and Fonz are doing Raiders. Uh, Tampa Bay, ver- Tampa Bay versus Seattle. Everybody's taking the Seahawks. Denver versus Browns. Everybody got the Browns. Um, Packers versus Chargers. Everybody has the Packers. Um, Patriots versus Baltimore. Fonz, I'm sorry to inform you, you're one lone wolf for. That game. I shouldn't doubt Brady. I might just pick the Patriots. All right. So <laughs> he could change that. Um, everybody picked the Cowboys versus the Giants. Yes. That's a tough decision to make. Deep down, I want the Giants to win. But for points and not to be a loser for our pick weeks, I had to pick the Cowboys. Um, block, Tom takes the Bills. Russo takes the 49ers. I take the 49ers. Fonz takes the Packers. Upsets. Tom takes the Jaguars. I take the Jaguars. Fonz takes the Ravens. Fonz, if you do change, make sure you change your upset. Of course. Um, and Russo takes the Colts. So, again, these don't get officially locked in to tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Um, I have a feeling some of us might change. Some of us might just stay consistent on what we already have in a sense. So, Listen, week nine has is here. Should be an interesting week for every sports NFL team. We'll see where it goes since yep. trade deadline was very quiet. All right, on that note, we are going to step aside for a quick break. You have been listening to Review and Preview here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. Welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I'm your host, James Montefusco, joined alongside Fonz DeFalco. You I, like that one? I did. Man, I, I like it. I like the different tunes coming behind the board. Yeah, I got to change it up a little bit. Yeah, I enjoy that a lot. Um, so as we approach the 30, less than 30-minute mark of our show, again, an update on the World Series. Houston is leading one to nothing against the Nationals, bottom four. There are two on and two out. Altuve is up at bat with a 2-1 count. Um, kind of in-depth. Score highlight right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, some NBA. Fonz, um, I am going to let you run with this. I believe you said during our break the Knicks took another L. Is yeah, that the case? Yeah, I had it written down there 1-3. Oh. They just lost to the Orlando Magic. I'll get, I'll get to that game in a second. So, yeah, right now they're 1-4. Let's go over some of the past games they had. Last Saturday, 10-26, October 26th, I'm so full of that. Uh, Lost to the Celtics, 118-95. Julius Randle, double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds. 
R.J. Barrett, who I think has been really good so far, yes. 26 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Mitch Robinson, who I'm very high on. You've heard this before. Yep. 17.6 rebounds, 3 blocks. Uh, still young players, a lot of potential. Still got a little room to grow, though. We'll go to Boston. Though. Kemba Walker, 32.6 rebounds, 4 assists. Very good for them. Jalen Brown, 19 points, 4 rebounds. And Jason Tatum, 15 points, 9 rebounds. They have a nice young core there out in Boston. We'll go to Monday, October 28th. They beat the Bulls. Got mm. the first win. All right. Led by Bobby Portis off the bench with 28 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks against his former team. R.J. Barrett had himself a game two with 19 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists. Solid game for the rookie there. Julius Randle had another good game, 13 points, 14 rebounds. I'm liking this team a lot. They haven't been winning, but they have a lot of young talent, as I'm telling you right now, James. I'm excited for guys like R.J. Barrett, Julius yes. Randle. Uh, Mitch Robinson and Bobby Portis off the bench. I'm looking forward to that. What he can do the rest of the season. Give them maybe a couple more games midseason. Yeah, they may maybe close to a winning record. Yeah. If not, they could. They could. But, they definitely could. But I would still think it's a little room to grow. So yeah, we'll see. I mean th- these young guys seem like they're playing extremely well. Yeah, especially on the stage of MSG. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a lot you know, of pressure. That's a big. And the franchise stage. has had a lot of success. You know, they, you really hope that they can. Yes. Uh, so then here I said, right, I wrote here Wednesday versus Orlando. Uh, they just lost the game, uh, mm-hmm. 95 to 83, uh, led by the score here. Uh, Julius Randle, 16 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, near triple double here. Uh, RJ Barrett, only 9 points, struggled from the field, 4 for 11. Uh, Mitch Robinson, 13 points, 3 blocks, and 2 rebounds. Uh, nothing really here. A lot of struggling. No fifths. People were failed to get the shots up here. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's going to happen. You're going to get those games once in a while. Uh, let's go. Just go quickly to the Magic. Their leading scorer, Nikola Vucevic, 21 points, 13 rebounds. Aaron Gordon, 15 points, 11 rebounds. They have a solid team, Orlando. Orlando. This moves yeah. them down to two and two on okay. the season. So it's uh, good for them. Uh, quickly look at the next couple of games for the rest of the week until Sunday, until the new week starts. Thursday they got Boston again. They're at Boston. Mm. Uh, once again, that's tough. And then Sunday, they're at the zero and four sack. Well, as of now, the zero and four Sacramento <laughs> Kings. Things could change as we're uh, talking right now. So yeah, that's for the uh, that is for the New York Knicks right now. Now, go uh, ahead if you want to. Yep. Before we jump on to the Brooklyn Nets, um, these Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> these yep. These these New York Knicks are are we going to see a different type of style of playing with all these young guys or are we going to see more of a refrained kind of don't take your shot unless you know for sure you're going to make it i think david fisdale's kind of let them see what they can do here i mean guys like i think rj barrett's wanted to know what shot i can take what shot i can we don't have mm-hmm. these great guys to take up crazy shots uh, a lot of these players know their roles. A lot of the veterans, like Wayne Ellington, Bobby Porter, like I mentioned, they Marcus Morris, they know their role. They know they've been in the league long enough to know this is what I'm here for. This mm-hmm. is what you, I signed for. This is my role. Then you got guys like R.J. and um, Robinson that are still learning a little bit. Uh, Frank Nealakie is another guy that's been a high draft pick, hasn't turned out well. He has a lot to prove. Alonzo Trier, another young player, has a lot to prove too. So it's a mixture here. They're probably gonna. They, I think a lot of these guys know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna try to run a fast pace, but if the guys. Fizdale's been playing with the lineup. He's already had like shuffled the lineup three different times already. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. so he's so. he's wanted to make sure like who's going to be here for the long haul, and I don't mind it if you want to try all these people out. Like opening night, he had Alonzo Trier starting and played six minutes, and that's it. Yeah, it's going to happen. Sometimes that happens when you got all these young guys. Yeah. Um. So let's move on to our 
other New York basketball team in the borough of Brooklyn, yep. the Brooklyn Nets. How yep. have they fared out so far? Uh, well, they're still playing. Well, I'll talk quickly. The only game they really had was against on Sunday. They lost to the Memphis Grizzlies in overtime. Kyrie Irving, 37 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Karis LeVert, second leading man with 27 points, 4 mm-hmm. rebounds, 5 assists. For Memphis, their rookie, John Morant, has been looking really good. 30 mm-hmm. points and 9 assists. Dylan Brooks, their second leading scorer, with 21 points and 2 rebounds. Uh, that was the only game this week. I think they had a couple of days. It's one of those rare things where they have like three days rest in between or mm. uh, two days rest. Pardon yeah. me. Uh, they're currently playing. I thought this game was over, but they're currently at home to the Pacers. They are losing uh, 88, well, 95 to 88 Pacers up with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, leading score for the Nets is Kyrie Irving with 22 points, six rebounds, six assists. Uh, Karis LeVert, 13 points, uh, six rebounds. Uh, really, the other notable scorers is really the Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench mm. with the 13 points and no assists, two rebounds and zero assists. Okay. Now, question, Irving. Yes. Eyes of these last uh, four-ish We'll say, yeah, this game. is the fourth game, yeah. Um, good pickup? I mean, we won't really know until, like, game 20, but at the same time, yeah. you can kind of judge... Yeah, he's been very good. Um, we'll talk more about it later. There's been a concern because he's had his mood swings and mm. uh, there's been problems with like being like a teammate and stuff. They were taking a team picture and he refused to wear his ha- take off his hat or something. So it's kind of he's been moody. If like if he's in a mood, he doesn't talk to anybody. He'll only really talk to Kevin Durant. And even yeah. Kevin Durant's come out and said like he's an artist. Like let him like do his yeah. thing. And Nets management, they quote unquote in the RBS article I read, it was uh, felt queasy. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, first of all, weird word to use in that, in that yeah. scenario. But they're saying we didn't know this is what we signed up for. And my argument is you've seen Kyrie play. He's one of the top stars in the NBA. Yeah. You met with him. You mean to tell me you didn't know this was going to be a problem at all? This is what I really don't. And now they're saying the reports are false. He's not, he's not doesn't have the mood swings. But we kind of see Kyrie being like we saw it in Boston yeah. where it's like it's me, me, me ball. Um, he, They were better Boston without him. And then when he was on there, he struggled. But. Kyrie is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, he could probably be more of a, the second best player on the team mm. you saw with LeBron. Yes. Because once course. LeBron left, he was the number one player on the He's, Cavs. Yep. The Cavs struggled a lot. So it's one of those things. All right. That. So, so that then should be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, other games for the Nets before we move on to the other news. Uh, like I said, they're, uh, now it's 101 to 90 now mm. if Indiana's winning. Uh, next game after this Friday, they're versus the Houston Rockets against Harden and Westbrook. Very good uh, combo there. Should be a good game. That should be a good game. Uh, they end the week off because they're off on Sunday. Saturday, they're at Detroit. Detroit is currently 2-2 two and two as of now. So those okay. are the upcoming uh, two games after tonight. Uh, we'll see what Brooklyn does. Right now, they're 1-2. and two. They could easily be 1-3 uh, and three by the time the game's over. All right. So the Nets and Brooklyn seem like they're following almost the same path right now. Um, we will have to see... Um, where they end up. Um, sorry about that buzzing, guys. Um, three teams that are undefeated. Philly. San Antonio. San Antonio. And Man- uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Excuse me. Minnesota. Um, they, I believe, are still all 3-0. and Yeah, well, as of now. As of now. The only game that ended was the Knicks-Magic. So, okay. as of, so yeah, they're still, they're still undefeated now. Uh, F- Philadelphia actually won. Actually, excuse me, they beat the Timberwolves. They played earlier today, so they're four and zero. Actually, oh nice. So and that means the Timberwolves are now two and one. See, we did the script before the game started, so that's my fault. I should have uh, should have paid attention, but I forgot that they played tonight. So yeah, Minnesota is now no longer undefeated. 
Now Philly beat them. Okay. So now it's just Philly and San Antonio is the only undefeated teams remaining. Uh, San Antonio is off tonight, so they get uh, an extra day to be undefeated. So There we go. And then we have um, three teams without a win, if this still stands correctly, unless some games did end. Indy. Indiana could get their first win. It's currently still in progress right okay. now. Uh, New Orleans and then Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento is playing later tonight, I believe. They are hosting the Charlotte Hornets, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the, the other team, the New Orleans Pelicans, they are not playing tonight. They're off tonight, so they have to deal with a another no loss there. So, yeah, those are the three teams that are uh, defeated. It's still early. It's still early. It's uh, two weeks in the season, two or three weeks in the season. You know, there's something we shouldn't be going crazy over, but, you know, just throwing it out there. This is the teams that are in the lead and teams that are on the bottom already. Right. And it's upsetting because I had the Kings as a high record, and last week I had them as the eight seed. Hmm. And uh, Tom uh, Tom laughed at me for it, and Tom's probably laughing back at me for it. So. <laughs> Tom's probably listening in right now and laughing over it. Yeah, probably. All right. So, uh, Trey Young hurts ankle last night against, against Miami. Yeah. Yeah, no, nope. it looked scary. It looked like they were he was being helped off the court. People were like, oh, it's because he's a young star. Very yeah. good. Didn't need an MRI. Okay, very good. Uh, turns out he's uh, it's a little bit of a sprain, so he's going to be out for uh, a week or so. Oh. They're going to see. Okay. They're going to play it out, so yeah. he's going to be out for a little bit, which is good. It's a young guy. You don't want to rush him back in Exactly. There. If this was a serious injury, you know, that would that would be horrible because it's a young guy that you're looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing, especially on that Atlanta Hawks team. But, uh, yeah, no, so Trey Young will be – we'll see how it happens uh, – next couple weeks or so, so wouldn't be surprised if he takes off for a little bit yeah, here. We'll keep an eye out. You know, the the season is young, mm-hmm. so we want to keep those guys healthy. Um, Anthony Davis scores 40 points and 20, 20 rebounds, rebounds versus Memphis. Kyrie Irving, like you were saying, with his mood swings and stuff with the Nets management, I'm sure things will work out. It's yeah. earlier in the season. Yeah, it's one of those things, too. If you knew, if, you, if they knew, if they didn't know, but Either way, he's there for a while. Uh, the Davis thing, I will say, is very good for the Lakers now because uh, Davis – Kyle said this before, and I said this with him. Uh, Davis needs to stay healthy to be somewhat like to have the Lakers compete. Yeah. And this is exactly the point here. 40 points and 20 rebounds. That's You need that with a guy like Anthony Davis there. So very good to see that uh, around right now. But, yeah, those are really – not a lot of – it's still early in the season, so it's not yeah. as much NBA news going on right now. Yeah. It's all the little stuff. Who who's pretty much undefeated? Who um, who's scoring some big points? Um, yeah, with I'll, I'll pull up the standings in a little bit, but yeah, no, that, that's yeah, exactly. With LA, um, I do know. I believe it was LeBron that donated a whole bunch of money um, because of the wildfires yeah, they are having the out there. Truck, you know, it was, yeah. it was very cool. Definitely good to see that from uh, LeBron there. So yeah, so he is going out of his way to help. The community and the people in L.A. that are unfortunately, um, you know, having houses lost and stuff lost yeah. due to these wildfires. Yeah, prayers out to over there. What's going on? Um, some other stat leaders so far. Kyrie Irving, 37 points, rebounds. Andre. Drummond with 16.3. It's, again, a couple of games, wow. but Drummond is a very solid rebounder, so it makes a lot of sense here. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, then we got assists. Malcolm Brogdon with 10 Brogdon with assists. 10. Steals, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum. Carl Anthony Carl Towns. And uh, it's going to be uh, Matisse Steibel. Steibel. Yeah, rookie from Washington. He actually led the uh, NCAA in steals with 3.5 a game last year. Really? He's a steals monster. So, mm. he's, again, he's doing the same thing and here. And he's only a 2.7. 
Yeah, right. We'll see what it's <laughs> and it's like only week uh, what? Week two. Week, week two. Week two speaking. Yeah. So that number should go up. Blacks Anthony Davis with three point oh. Yeah. Um. So any other notable players in the NBA? I know it's early. Yeah. So it's definitely hard to to try to see where where teams are going to end up. Yeah. How teams are going to fare? Who? We'll do the standings first. I'll talk about the standings quickly. So for the East Conference, 76ers, uh, this is, they're not fully updated. I think they're trying. I think the only game that really ended was the Timberwolves game earlier. So I'm going to add that in here. 76ers, obviously, number one seed at 3-0. and uh, Second seed, the Heat have the second seed. Surprising, they've been doing very well. Tyler Hero has been very good for the Miami Heat for so far. They're 3-1. and one. Raptors defending champions, 3-1 and one at the 3 seed. The Bucks 2-1 and one at the 4 seed. Celtics at the 5 seed with 2-1. and one. The Atlanta Hawks, two and two. We'll see what happens with Trey Young now. The Detroit Pistons at two and two at seven seed. Eight seed right now is the Orlando Magic because with all the tiebreakers that's going mm. on right now. Uh the Nets are outside looking in at these are the teams now after that are the outside looking in. Nets at nine at one and two. Wizards, ten seed, one and two. The Cavaliers at one and two, also they're the eleven seed. Charlotte Hornets, one and three at the twelfth seed. Chicago Bulls, one and three, the thirteenth seed. Uh, my New York Knicks at the 14th seed at one and four. The Indiana Pacers right now at 0 and three, but they could be one and three depending on how this game ends. Still got time left. That is the Eastern Conference so far. Let's look at the West quickly before we jump on to the next topic. San Antonio Spurs uh, leading right now at three and zero in the division. Uh, excuse me, the Western Conference. Minnesota says they're three and zero, but they're now three and one, so the second seed still. Okay. Lakers, uh, excuse me, Clippers at three seed at three and one. The Lakers at three and one at the four. Five Mavericks at three and one. The Utah Jazz at three and one at six. Seven Denver Nuggets at three and one. Very competitive, as you can mm. see, compared to the Eastern Conference. Uh, eight Rockets at two and one. The Suns two and two as the ninth seed. Been very impressive so far. Portland Trailblazers. They've been really disappointing so far. Two and two again. Still early at the season. Ten. The Golden State Warriors at one and two. One and two. What? Eleven seed. It shows they're missing a lot. They're going on. Who who's out for them? I well, obviously plays out for until the play. If they make it, to the if playoffs. they make the playoffs, and uh, then Durant left. Durant's gone. Uh, Sean Livingston, Andre Gudala, their bench to veteran presence there. They're all gone. Uh, really, only Steph Curry's and Draymond are the only guys really there. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's been good, but he's not the defensive stopper they have like with Clay. So it's kind of like the problem here. Yeah. Uh, so quickly wrap that uh, the the West. Dunder one and three at the twelve, thirteen. The Memphis Grizzlies at one and three. The Pelicans at zero and four, and the Kings at zero and four, fourteen, fifteen, respectively. Now, James, as you can see, the Eastern Conference at the sixth seed, it's like the even five hundred record. But when you look <laughs> at the West, the eighth best team has a positive record. That just shows you how competitive. I think with ESPN, the top seven players, six of them were in the Western Conference. So. West is going to be very tight, seems like, this season. Yeah. I yeah. mean, unless there's some major injuries. Yeah. East, well, it seems like almost anybody's division or anybody's conference. Conference, it's, really. It's People want to do a thing where um, they want to just get rid of the conferences. They already mm-hmm. do that with the All-Star game. Yeah. It's still 12 of conference, but it's a draft instead of East versus West. It's mm-hmm. the two top vote-getters that yeah. then they draft the team. There's talks that they're just going to do scrap that and just do 16 of the best players or uh, – 24 of the best players, excuse me, because 12 to 12. That's um, not bad. And then do the top 16 teams in overall, regardless okay. of records. So so that should be di- very interesting to see as it plays out. Um, 
the Nets, we'll see where they end up. The Knicks, we'll see where they end up. It's yeah. a long road ahead. Um, yeah, it's a long so, season. It's yeah. a long, it's a long season. Um, you know, again, this ESPN really uh, slowing us down here. That I'm still getting all these things. It's taking a while to load up all the stats and <laughs> trying to pull up the stats for everybody just to get uh, an idea. We already talked about who the leaders are, but um, I will say this though: a rookie that isn't keeping my eye open is Tyler Hero mm. for the Miami Heat. Now, I've been critical of them selecting him because I wasn't sure if he was going to be good. Proven I'm wrong. Well, uh, maybe I'm not the expert that I like to think I am, but he's been good for them so far. But still early in the season, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the NBA side, at least. Yeah, so um, NBA, NBA uh, short for this go-round. Yeah. I'm sure when we are back, again, we are off next week. We will be back the 15th. I'm sure we'll have a it, whole... Oh, well, it's a whole month now. Yep. You know, it could be some transactions coming back, some injuries could happen. So, yeah, it's Knicks two weeks. could be... 10 games over 500. The Nets could be two games under. James, I would love that a lot. So well, don't if, get my hopes up. If that happens, you heard it first on review and preview, folks. Yeah. So if you go and bet that, you heard it here from review and preview. Um, before we jump to the NHL, um, just as a quick World Series update, bottom five, no outs. Houston is still winning uh, one to nothing over Washington, and I am looking at the stats. Washington was, so far, only able to get one hit. Wow. And we said it. Yeah. We said that in the beginning of the show, that this is going to be a pitching matchup. Yep. So, we will see how the rest of the game prolongs. Um, So, it looks like the way everything's going, we might be able to go home and watch some of the game. Hey, nothing better than that, right? Game seven. Game seven. All righty. NHL to wrap up the show um, for tonight. Fonz, you've been doing a great job behind the board. Hi, I'm do doing well. Let you know that. Um, and so, all right, let's let's start talking some hockey. Yeah. Um, New York Islanders, as of the other day, I don't think they play until Friday. Um, seven straight wins. They have an eight and three record, second in Metro. In Metro. Um, Trots, great coach. He he seems like a goalie whisperer almost, for, in some sense. Um, I mean, there's they I think have finally starting to understand their lines yeah. with Barzell, Walsham, um, you know Lee. I think they're trying to solidify some lines, and they've been playing good hockey. Yeah. So I every time they scored, they they don't back down. Um, they had, and let let me make this clear. They had at least ten days off, in between when they won Game Six, the, the their sixth straight game, hmm. and that didn't phase them. Yeah. Um, for some teams, you're like you're on a very good hot streak. You know, we want to keep playing. We want to keep playing, and you come out losing, but they came out with the W. Um, so that it it's. It's always great to see um, for the um, for the Islanders. Um, they do have more home games at at the Coliseum, or they have more games at the Coliseum instead yeah. of the Barclays Center, which is great uh, for fans like myself. We are able to get to the Coliseum a lot easier than the Barclays Center. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the Barclays Center. Now, I'm not the hockey expert. I'm I'm still learning a little bit. But yeah, I feel like that. I feel like. 
that move to the Barclays Center didn't really work out. No. Yeah. So no. Just, it's just it, it, it wasn't the same atmosphere as the barn has. That's what I'm. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like even though I'm on the outside really looking at this, because like I'm not saying I'm not a huge hockey fan. I've watched a little bit here and there, but seeing that you the Islander fans love play, like going at the Coliseum, yeah. love going to the games, and that's that's their team. It's not really the Rangers. I know I would lean more to the Rangers because the Knicks play there, but it, you know that's their team. They play in the Long in Long Island. Yes. But to see them go to Brooklyn, it's like, come on. Brooklyn is still technically part of the Long Island. Yeah, but you know but, the Long Islanders. Yeah, the Long they, Islanders want to say that technically not. Technically so it's, not. <laughs> Once you cross over Nassau County, it's no longer Long Island. That's what I'm saying. I'm speaking for all the Long Islanders yeah. out there that uh, the, the technical for us. But um, so they have, I think they added seven more home games to the Coliseum, which is great. Um, Belmont struck ground a few weeks ago, so that should be, you know, is in the process of being built, which is great. Um, unfortunately, we do have to leave the barn once again, but Belmont will be our official home, mm-hmm. which will be nice to nice to see. They seem like they they, from what the plans and everything they have showed media and everybody was able to check out, seems fantastic. I'm looking forward to that new stadium. I personally didn't mind going to Brooklyn. Yeah, once maybe once in a while. Once in a while, um, the switch to Jamaica was the biggest problem. Yeah, because you you would get off your train from Atlantic Terminal. And then see, say, the Huntington line, and it's like, oh, cool, it's right, th- uh, and the door is just closed. Yeah. Like, all right, how, how long to the next ride? Um, never know. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Let's hope they keep their hot streak going. Um, then we got the Rangers. Um, they sit at, I believe, I am going to double-check their, their record just to make sure they ain't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are 4-5. and five. Um, seventh in the met- metro, they don't look terrible either. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have some young stars arising. Um, Lundqvist is on the older end, yeah. so they have some goaltending. Yeah. Do we stay with Lundqvist? Do we trade? <laughs> do you have to find a potential replacement yeah. for the legend himself? Um, the king, as people probably call him. Um, then we got the Devils sitting at two and five. They looked okay. They are also another young team. Um, so right now we have first place is the Caps. Mm-hmm. Second is the Hurricanes, Carolina. Third is the Islanders in the Metro. In the Atlantic, it's Boston, Buffalo, and Toronto. Um, Boston is sitting at 9-1. and one. Buffalo is sitting at 9-2. and two. Be- Buffalo, I gotta say this. All my friends up in Bonaventure, big uh, Bills and Sabres fans, yeah. they're loving this season so far for the Sabres. They've been looking good. They have sitting at nine and two with twenty points. Um, they played thirteen games, and Toronto, um, the Ma- Toronto Maple Leafs, they are six and five with fifteen points. Um, so definitely, um, I mean. It's still an early season, but at the same time, if teams still playing like this, um, the wild card Pittsburgh is the first wild card, and Tampa Bay has the second. Mm-hmm. Um, the Western, you're looking at Colorado first, Nashville second, St. Louis, the Blue, St. Louis. Um, Defending champs. Yep. Right? Yeah. They are sitting in third, and then Vegas is in second in the Pacific. 
Anaheim is in third, and the Oilers are in first, and their wild card is Arizona in first and Vancouver in second. Um, so all around good play. I mean, I can't give much more. Um, I wish the Islanders were playing soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they played next. So Go I'll ask you that. I'll ask you this because I'm still trying to learn the, yeah. the. So like, which which teams have been more surprising? Like you come in the season, and you're like, uh, like example. We thought the Jets would be somewhat a competitive team, make a make somewhat of a playoff push or whatever. Off the top of your head, if you're thinking like, which team did you think they're definitely a playoff team, or they're on the cusp of a playoff team, and it's like, ugh, not to a good start. I know it's still early in the season, but what do you think so far? Is there a team that's been a little bit on the disappointing side so far, or maybe vice versa? Um, or maybe even a team that's just like, yeah, I expected this is what's going to happen again. Is there any Miami Dolphins situation where they're just tanking it at this point? I mean, the Devils are a young team. Mm-hmm. They may come up. Columbus is like a kind of quiet team in my opinion. Yeah, They're sitting 5-4, and four, but I feel like they can make – like some of these teams, they're going to fall off. Yeah. Again, it's earlier in the season. Um, in the Western, I mean – Personally, well, I want to go back to the Atlantic. I hope the Maple Leafs just fall off because of um, JT. JT, yeah. See, now I know a little bit. Yeah. I know a little bit about hockey. <laughs> John Tavares. I know everyone yep. doesn't. He's like he's uh, not allowed anywhere near no, uh, no, facility ever again. Nope, never again. Um, I don't think he's even traveling with the team when we face them. I think uh, he, he had an injury, right? Yeah, his. Uh, I think his thumb. Yeah, that's right. Yep. We talked about this on yeah, the yeah, show yeah, too. Yep. I remember this. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that was his problem. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh is going to be Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay, eh. They, they're always good. They're Within always the playoffs, good. They always, Playoff. Didn't they get swept in the yeah. first round last year? And yeah. Boston's always good. Yeah. Well, it's Boston. Come on. If you're in the area of the Patriots, you're always good. Yeah, That's yeah. Like the, it's something that they're water. I hate that. I hate them so much. The Patriots, all them, all the Red Sox. And Listen, if you ever get a chance... To visit uh, Fenway and it's or the TD Garden. They're probably beautiful. It, they're yeah. very good stadiums. Uh, next up is um, Foxborough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dallas, Dallas, I could, you know, the Dallas Stars can be a surprising te- team. San Jose, I mean. It's kind of all over the place. It's kind of like the NBA where yeah. you kind of know because – I go back to like this, like the Warriors went from powerhouse to potential team that's just like that might not even make the playoffs. So it's definitely it's all over the place. So they're yeah. both this, they're both the kind of same right now. So I'm looking forward to honestly what what happens within the next month. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey will be in full full season. Mm-hmm. I'll f- we'll know what happens with our football teams. Um, so that pretty much wraps up our show with a few minutes left. Yeah, I think we did a good job covering everything yeah, I, I, between I, both of us. I, I think uh, I think Tom will be proud. I think the so. leader, the leader of yep. uh, the leader of the show here, the head so. honcho. I yeah. think I think he she he should be very proud of us. I yeah. do want to inform everybody: bottom five, two outs, runners at first and third. Houston scored. Yeah, two nothing. Wow. Um. So listen, it it should. All good. Having some technical di- difficulties. We're still with we're still learning here. We got we got new headphone stuff here too. We yeah. got a little updated here, so we're still trying to figure this out. <laughs> uh, no, uh, 
Very good show today. Yeah. Uh, first time doing this. Last time I, I told this, uh, James was off, off uh, recording. Last time I did this was back at Bonaventure when I was doing the uh, basketball games for a class, like the audio and stuff. So I, I came here a little bit early. James helped me out, and I'm like, oh, now I remember everything. It's all coming back to me. Yeah. Now uh, I, I got it. I you know, I added some songs to the playlist. Uh, Excellent. Let's hope, let's hope Tom approves of the songs. Uh, I think so. Yeah, maybe I'll add some more on here. You know, who knows? Hey, listen, the more people behind the board knows what they're doing, the the better it is. Yeah. Um, Tom did just comment in our Facebook live feed. Let's go Rangers. Um, thank oh, you, Tom, as always. Yes. You're always for the <laughs> I will even see if they are playing playing tonight is the thirtieth. Um no, we we don't have them playing tonight. Yeah. Well um, Tampa Bay's playing tonight. But Tampa Bay Lightning played mm-hmm. against the Devils seven to six in O T. Mm. Um yeah. So it should be a good weekend in sports. Yeah, oh, it's um, always good. It's always a good weekend. I'm excited to go down to Maryland. Well, I'm going down to D.C. to see my buddy. Okay, cool. Uh, so he lives in the D.C. area, so I'm going to see the monuments and all that stuff, the White House, and then we're going to go to Baltimore and go mm-hmm. to the game. He's a Patriots fan. Oh. Yeah, so hmm. uh, it's good. So, and we always, you know, I met him freshman year, and we always, like, we always made fun of each other back and forth. We were like, go Ravens, go Pats. Yeah. And he's like, oh, they stink and whatever. And then, you know, a lot of stuff I can't say on air. Well, you know? yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, you, yep. you, 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 you kids at home, you, you paint the picture of how it is that we would go because he has the, the Boston accent and everything, and we go back and forth. But, Boston? You know, yeah, we haven't seen each other in, in person in a while, so uh, we do a show together on uh, JDF Sports, do college football. Oh, we'll cool. talk about that, so. Uh, cheap plug, uh, <laughs> but no, we I see him in person. We're gonna catch up, go to the game, uh, talk some smack. Hopefully, Lamar runs for three hundred yards. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe then again, Tom Brady might throw for six hundred yards at this point. Maybe twenty touchdowns. Who knows? It's gonna happen probably. Um, but it was a great show tonight. Yeah, very good special um, edition Wednesday. Yes, show. a Wednesday show between. We will be having a jump around November, uh, just between everybody's work schedules. I know. Uh, for Caruso and Tom, it is the semester grind. Which makes sense. Um, which I give hats off to them that they... Best of luck to yes. you guys in your studies. Um, and for anybody's studies. So we will be off next week. We'll be back on the 15th mm-hmm. um, of November. And then I believe we'll be back November 20th. But we will announce that on the show of the 15th. So on behalf of Fonza Falco, myself... This is James Montefusco signing off. Review and preview. Have a good night, everybody.